welcome to episode 23 of Taker Points. My name is Ronan Scott. This week's show, we're focusing solely on the Ross Camogues of 2008. That was the team that won the All-Ireland Final. But their journey began many years beforehand. Ross had won the championship during the noughties, they'd won Ulster, but finally got to the All-Ireland in 06. Unfortunately, they lost that year, but they came back stronger in 07, and they believed they could win until they met Cashel in the All-Ireland semi-final. It's fair to say that the start of 08, the mood wasn't good. Their story begins with Jane Adams. There's no way that in 2008, we thought we could win an All-Ireland. There was lots of things that happened in 2007 that made me just think we weren't good enough. We got beat by Cashel uh, in the All-Ireland semi-final in Newry. And actually we got stuffed. So I thought that that was our all. I thought that all the years of dreaming had all just been shot to pieces. I didn't think we were ever going to be winning one. Not only that, we had three of our key players, our, our full quarterback or half back line had all left and they were all leaders in our team. They were all great people on our team and they were all brilliant players in our team. On top of that, we lost our management of Jim Nelson, who was unbelievable, had taken us to a new level, had taken us from knowing we could win Ultram Championship, Ulster Championship, to believing that we could win in All-Ireland. So 2008 started off very badly for us. Grandy Connolly was centre half forward in 2008. We only won our first championship, Antrim Championship in 2000, after many, many years of trying. But then we had, we won 2000, 2002, 2004, 5, 6, 7 and 8. We won um, more championships in that short period than we had in our whole, obviously, existence. Now, a lot of the groundwork was done with the juvenile players that we had before that. We had won the All-Ireland Fela in 95, Jane Adams, Kerry O'Neill, um, Shannon Dykin were all members of that winning team so the groundwork was set as well um, we also had a lot of players who had come through playing universities Camogie. so myself and Maureen Barry had won Ashburn with Jordanstown um, a lot of the girls had played with Queen's or Jordanstown had come through we also had a lot of county experience um, in the 97 team Junior All-Ireland Andrew team there were a number of us on the panel. Um, in the 2001, when we beat Derry in the All-Ireland Intermediate Final, there were seven of us on the, st- on the starting team. So, in 2003, again, there was f- five of us on the Antrim team that won the Intermediate All-Ireland. So, you know, we were, the groundwork was being put in. And, you know, I think we all just decided, you know, we are good enough to do this. You know, don't just, let's not just settle for Antrim Championships or Ulster Championships. We all wanted an All-Ireland. We actually won the Kilmacud Sevens in 2003, Division 1. And we also won Division 1 again in 2008. So, you know, we had won a lot of competitions around the country and played against a lot of the best opposition around the country. And we knew, we knew we had it in us and we knew we had the skills and the determination in it to win it. Jim Nelson came in and probably brought the professionalism to another level. Our training was upped. You know, we had input from nutritionists, from strength and conditioning coaches. We were doing body pump and weights before a lot of hurling teams were even doing them. We had a lot of years of foundation and hard work put behind us before we actually got first day of our first All-Ireland in 2006 and then 2008. 
Here's Kira Galt, who's Kira Nelson at the time. She started the season at right halfback. My memories of the 2007 season are of putting in a great performance in the county final against Loch Gale. We had a great victory over Loch Gale in 2007, which was a really closely contested county final. It was an exceptional game. The semi-final was against Kaisha. In between, we had lots of friendlies. We played challenge matches against hurling teams, which traditionally Rossa always did in the Camogie team um, to try and speed up our game. But Kaisha on the day of the semi-final were exceptional. They played unbelievably well and they themselves said after that semi-final that they had never played like that before and we were unfortunate to meet them on that day and I reckon any other day Rosa would have taken Keishel but that day was Keishel's day and they were exceptional and totally deserved their victory. Theresa Morrison Adams was one of the cornerbacks on the team and she was keen to fight for her place in 08. At the start of 2008, uh, the year we won the All-Ireland, the mood was pretty low. Um, we had been beaten in 2007 by Keishel, um in the All-Ireland semi-final. I say beaten, we were actually annihilated. Um, it was an awful match. It was very sad for us as a team, um, really disheartening for us individually as players, but as a group of people who have played together for a long period of time. Um, there was a lot of hearts absolutely devastated. Personally for me, um, it actually made me question whether I wanted to continue playing Camogie. Um, the day before the, the match was actually played in 2007 against Keishal, the All-Ireland semi-final, I was actually dropped off the starting 15 um, and there was a a place position made for somebody who was returning from injury. Um, I had no pre-warning of it and was just read out the team uh, with everyone else and I had been on the starting 15 for a number of years in cornerback. Um, so for me, um, I would say I probably took that information gracefully um, but I was devastated. Um, went home that night and it, it was a massive shock to me. Um, there was no pre-warning, there was no discussion. And I was still pretty young. I mean, I was only, say, 19. Um, and just for me, it, it, it was a massive shock. So it was really, really heartbreaking. Uh, went out the next day anyway and dusted off, dried, dusted off my boots, dried my tears and just continued to do what I always do and be there for the rest of the team. Uh, we went down to Newry that day um, and we were ready to, to, to win, we were ready to play, we were ready to beat anyone that got in our way and that day as a team we just played awful. Um, I'll not get into too much detail because it's something I've tried to forget about for a long time. Here's Kira Lappin, who was Kira McGinley at the time. She started at 08 at left half back. We started the season on the back of two All-Ireland semi-finals and an All-Ireland final the year before and I think as a team we really thought that this could be the year that we could win the All-Ireland final. Uh, we played Cashel in, in the All-Ireland semi-final in Newry and Cashel that day were absolutely superb. They out us in every position all over the park and they just played su superb camogie. I mean when a team clicks they really played well and Cashel went on that year to win the All-Ireland All title. 
Within 10 minutes, I knew where we were getting beat. And I don't have a never, I have a never say die attitude. Within 10 minutes, I just thought, we are getting stuffed here. What was I thinking? Why did I not? Why did I believe that for so long that we were as good as this team? These are brilliant. And my All Ireland dream, right there and then after that match, just died completely. Um, straight after, I don't think I talked to anybody for about two weeks. I just wanted a wee break, and that's how 2007 went. Um, not much more I can say. It was devastation. But it, there was no, at that stage, well, next year we'll come back and we'll be so much better next year and we can win this. My All-Ireland hopes, right at that minute, in th that minute in time that we got beat by Cashel in Newry, I thought, that's it. It's done. It's been too long now, Jane. You're never going to win an All-Ireland. There's a lot of people that's going to leave this team because they've given so much, they've sacrificed so much, and now their time has come that they want to move on and do other things. You're never going to win an All-Ireland here, kid. You just got to think it's not happening. 2008 for Rossa didn't start as a great year. We went into the Ulster League without a manager. We were in a bit of disarray. Now, not everything was a disaster. We still had our fitness to pull on. We were exceptionally experienced team. We knew all the players around us. But we were in disarray. We didn't have a manager, we had players taking the training on a rotational basis. We went in to the Ulster League and were beaten by people that wouldn't have come within 10 points of us. So at the beginning of 2008, there was a bit of panic and thinking, oh, will we even win a county championship, never mind winning All-Ireland. We had no management. Myself and the other committee members had asked 40 people to take us and that's no exaggeration we asked 40 people going from having the best management setup that uh, that anybody could have dreamed of all over Ireland and that includes uh, any hurling or football coaching we had the best coaching I, I, I believe for a number of years so we didn't have that coaching setup anymore um, it was a big blow we asked the 40 people to take us, each and every one said no. So behind the scenes, the committee were a wee bit panicking. And to be honest, don't really, we try to shelter us away from the rest of the players as much as we could because there were so many young players in our team. So we try to shelter that away from them. So we just rallied together. We, we, we trained ourselves and each key player, like you have Gian Adams, Granny Conley, those main people took training sessions. We asked other people to drop in and out. We Gavin Bell, one of the other players, Brona's husband, come in take a few sessions. So we begged and pleaded people to, to sort of have some sort of belief in us. But you know, by April time, we still had no management. So the mood was really, really low. And did we think we were going to win the All-Ireland? Certainly not. We kept continuing to beg people, we tortured people. Uh, we probably tortured Mickey McCulloch the most. And thank God we did, because in the end, he decided that Okay, I'll give this team a wee shot. <laughs> he'd already been involved with us for a number of years previous to that, but he'd always just been like next to Jim or helping out. And now it was Mickey's chance uh, to take the team. And it was completely different from what Jim used to do. We went on a couple of matches down to Dublin and we put names in, of the team in the hat. So whenever you picked out the name, that was who played that position. So... Number one name came picked out was, say, Trees Adams. Trees Adams went in the net, in the net. 
um, got the midfield, Theresa McGowan, who usually plays net, says, oh, there's Theresa McGowan. So now we've picked out Theresa McGowan for midfield. I think I played cornerback that day. So he did things a wee bit differently. I think he put in a wee bit of, um, brought back a wee bit of the fun element and not so serious and not so professional, but still very, very serious in the, whenever it was leading up to the games. Mickey took us to a different level. He, he knew what we were capable of. But he also knew how to bring the best out in us all. So Mickey came in along with Ronan McWilliams. Um, Ronan focused on the defence and our defensive tactics. And Mickey focused on our forwards and our forwards tactics. Um, we just had a different mindset. And I think that's a big thing. You know, winning is as much mental as it is physical. Um, he brought on a lot of our younger players were brought through who were only 16 or 17. Now, these girls, I had coached since they were 12 for a lot of years. So, them stepping onto the senior panel, it was tough for them. But the fact that I was their familiar face who had coached them through the years and taught a lot of them as well in school, you know, that made a difference as well to them. Um, they didn't feel out of place. They didn't feel like they didn't belong. Um, they, they felt that, you know, this was their place and they were good enough. And Mickey instilled that belief in them a lot. He instilled the belief that, yes, you might be young, but if you're good enough, you're old enough. So the last four years we've been in the All-Ireland season, and it is a long season. You're training from January right through to November. So you don't get much of a break when the next season comes round. So maybe the break did us good. Um, but we definitely started later in the in the season to step up our training. In 2008, um, as I say, we had a change of players. We had about five or six players, experienced players, from the team that started in 2006 that had retired. So we had to rebuild and our back line was very young. We had a back line of mostly teenagers apart from Pauline Green. So, you know, they had no fear. They didn't fear anybody and they knew they were good enough because Mickey had told them they're good enough. We'd played against the best and we'd beaten the best. So, you know, they didn't know what it was like to watch a senior team from Rossa get beat. Because they had come through since 2000, obviously, watching for the last eight years, us winning championship after championship. So for them to be part of that, that gave them confidence in themselves, knowing that they had the players with the experience around them. We also lost three main players, um, Keira Nelson, Keira McGinley and Maureen Barry. The two Keiras were off to have a family um, and Maureen decided to retire. So three key players who were in the defence um, and that was a massive blow to Rossa. They were the starting 15 for many years from way back when we started winning county finals. Um, so again, the feel amongst the team was, was devastating. In July, I found out that I was pregnant, so I was going to miss the rest of the season. Um, and for me, when you're so used to playing camogie and you're so used to training and going to matches um, and that changes, it, it you know, it's strange and you, and you really do miss it. The year was manic for everyone, I think. Uh, partially myself, I was in my final year of nursing. I was working two jobs to try and fund that as well as obviously normal lifestyle. Um, I had considered the start of the year to play camogie because you know what had happened in 2007 but also personally because going through uh, university I had got into enough, more than enough trouble by dodging placement and skipping deadlines um, and I thought you know it's my final year let's get stuck in let's get focused um, 
when the training became quite tough and hard mid-April time, May when Mickey and Ronan came on board, I just couldn't see myself not playing camogie and I suppose it was one of those things in the back of my head, you know, when the seriousness starts, you know, I'll stop and, you know, when I need to start missing things, I'll, I'll missing uni deadlines, I'll stop, but um, I couldn't help myself, you know, I have my two sisters that play on the team, my mummy's there at every match and I thought, well, no, I can't do that, you know, you know, we're in this together, we're going to finish it off, we'll finish this year and see how it goes. The Antrim Championship was probably some of the hardest games we played. Our games against Lockheed and Dunloy every year were high-paced championship level. You would never have went out if you played against Lockheed or Dunloy and had an easy game. Um, like Our game against Lockheed and, and Dunloy were harder than the All-Ireland semi-final. It was harder than the All-Ireland semi-final against um, Athen Ryan in 2006 and harder than our All-Ireland semi-final against Ballyboden in 2008. Here's Fiona Kennedy, who's originally from Derry. I suppose the preparations for that All-Ireland semi-final just weren't in the days and weeks before. It was actually happening for years and the um, managers had done a fantastic job in the lead-up. Um, in particular, Jim Nelson, who'd put on years of service and brought the skill level to um, a phenomenal degree where the girls were just fabulous to watch and to play with and you were always improving. Um, I suppose the managers like um, Mickey McCullough and Ronan McWilliams did add an extra physicality to the team that year. But uh, um, there were girls who were unfortunate to miss out who'd been stalwarts of the team. Um, you had likes of Kira McGinley and Kira Nelson who never missed anything. Um, they were having family that year and uh, uh, they were doing everything else other than playing. Um, they, they really supported us 100% and uh, the rest of the team just played out of their skins that day. I suppose the most special thing was that it was in Casement Park, it was a home venue, uh, the atmosphere was spine tingling and um, I suppose the match in general was just poetry in motion. It was um, a very convincing one and just a wonderful memory. Our All-Ireland semi-final was unreal. I mean, that was we played better that day than we did in the All-Ireland final. You know, we played in Casement, to us that was our home. Mickey had brought us all up to Rossa first. We did our warm-up in Rossa. We got changed in Rossa. Um, and then we went down to Casement. Um, we were getting ready. And Mickey held out a bag of grass. We were all looking at him. And he says, put it in your boot. We were like, why? He says, this might be Rossa. This is, your, this is our home pitch today. But take a bit of home with you and put it in your boot. Because when you walk out there, you'll be walking out in Rossa Park. And that had a big impact on players as well. And he also had gone into the houses of some of his to her parents obviously and family or whoever and asked for an item of ours which was very special to us so he had taken my camera and my camera went everywhere with me so when he produced it in the change rooms I looked at him and was like how did you get my camera and he said I went into your home and took it and I was like what he says exactly he says you wouldn't let somebody go into your home and take something that belongs to you so don't let Ballyboden go out here into your home and take what belongs to you and that's the place in the All-Ireland final Leading up to right through to the All-Ireland semi-final, I'd probably been averaging around maybe 110, 190 a game. Um, so whenever we got onto the field, first of all, I tripped over my own feet. Secondly, a uh, ball came in towards me and I dropped the ball. Um, I got flicked off, pushed off, where I normally usually wouldn't get pushed off very, very easily. So 
I was starting to worry, oh my God, this is the worst game I've ever played. This can't continue. What am I going to do? It's This is just devastating. You can't get you can't get to another All-Ireland semi-final and just blow up Jane. You have to do something about this. So half-time couldn't come quick enough. I'd scored, I think I scored two points and I think both of them were from freeze. Um, it was just, oh no, it's better not happen again. The first half was a nervy performance, you know, Everybody stepped up. Jane had a nervous first half. Didn't play the way she normally played. But it didn't matter because the rest of the team stepped up. Second half, Jane blew everybody away. And the team did itself. The score spoke for itself. 3-18 to not 6. Who scores 3-18 in an All-Iron semi-final? Nobody would have beat us. Absolutely nobody. So got into the changing room. Mickey McCulloch said to me, What are you doing? What is it you're doing? And I was like, I don't know. I'm tripping over my own feet that... I'm not too sure. I couldn't. I just. I think I was just nervous, and it's very bad to say because I never got nervous in most other games. So out pops Mickey. You're better than this. This is your chance. You're on your favorite pitch in your hometown. Get out and show them what you can do. So we all took to the field, and in fairness, our whole team really, really rallied around. And and we were beating it St. Andes. We were beating them. I think we were beating them well. But as soon as I got out on the second half. I got the ball and I put it over the bar. I got another ball afterwards and I put it over, I put it under the bar, got, got a goal out of it. Thinking Mickey had told everybody, get the ball to me because the more ball that I had, the more confidence that I would get. So coming off that game, I had scored uh, 2-11 in total. So 2-9 in the second half. I went from having the worst experience in, a, in any game, the worst, probably the worst game I've ever played in one half to playing extremely better in the second half but that was because the rest of my team rallied around me the rest of the team picked me up whenever I needed to be picked up and I was very thankful for it uh, thank god that they did because now our dream of being in an all-Ireland an all final had again come to light when we didn't think it was ever going to happen again so thank god for my team that day. The other difference was that all the young players that come on to the team while that might have been the first All-Ireland that they had played in they had experienced All-Irelands before, from the people that were on the under-14 Fela team that won the All-Ireland, right through to the people that were part of the panel in previous All-Ireland matches. So although they might have been new to starting, they were in no way short of experience of playing matches on the big day. They had plenty of experience in the run-in up to 2008, because Rossa were always a top team, and they were always in the semi-finals and meeting finals previously. And they had all that experience to bring with them. After the match, it was unreal. You know, we had our parents and our family and friends and club mates and um, club members all on the pitch celebrating. It was it was unreal. It, it was really a very good day. It was a day to be very proud of. And we were very proud of each other and we're very proud of our performances. And, you know, we knew, okay, we'd won, but we hadn't won anything yet. We hadn't got that all ironed in our back pocket. We hadn't got the Bill Carroll Cup. So, you know, although we enjoyed it, don't get us wrong, there was still work to be done and there was still um a lot of a lot of thinking, a lot of mental preparation to be done. You know, our fitness levels were what they were going to be. They weren't going to be get much better than that. But it was the mental and it was the getting the right mindset and um being mindful of what was in front of us. So after the All Ireland semi final, you know, Everybody was elated. It was fantastic. But because it was a perfect performance. It was a perfect performance for us. But we knew that we had one more step. Um, we weren't prepared. 
to come back up the road again from Ashburn without the Bill Carroll Cup. Losing just wasn't an option. I can actually remember the day of um, the All-Ireland Final, the match itself. Um, it was a roasting day. Um, like One of the kind of days that you would think, God, it's too warm to play a match. But everybody was absolutely flying. Everyone was buzzing. We all peaked at the same time. I think in, pre in comparison to previous year's training, we started in January and the prep was done, the groundwork was done throughout the early part of the year. Um, and sometimes people probably got a bit exhausted by the time they got to county final, you know, um, the All-Ireland final stages. But at this time, you know, we, we started a bit later, not by choice. And I think we all peaked at the same time. We arrived down um, at Ashburn and it was fantastic, beautiful weather. We had fantastic support. We had a wee bit and then we got under the bus and headed towards Ashburn for the game. Um, I remember coming into the gates and the song Journey, Don't Stop Believing was, I think it was number one at the time. And there, everybody shouted down to the bus driver, turn it up and the whole team Going into the All Ireland Final, started to sing it. That's a really good memory because I just thought this is like my family. This is my wee sister Claire's up in Royal Victoria Hospital having a baby, and I'm on this bus with all these people, with my sisters and all these people that I've shared a lot of years with, and having them all on the bus with me singing that song, having thoughts about Claire, all just conjured up inside me, and I couldn't wait to play. And I can remember running out onto the pitch and I always wore an Under Armour under my jersey and it was so warm and I started panicking and I was dropping the balls and I couldn't catch a ball, I couldn't get my first touch and the heart was going and that nervous anxiety was completely kicking in and I remember just stopping myself and walking off to the side out of the, the warm up drills and just having a word with myself and saying you know this is your only chance if you're going to do it you're going to have to do it now and you know the stage is here so you need to play or there's no point in getting on there i had to do it for myself i had to do it for my team and i certainly had to do it for everybody that worked towards what we wanted to achieve and that was to win the all-ireland one of the youngest players in the team was marissa mcgordy I remember in the first half of the final, the Drummond Inch goalkeeper came off her line to clear the ball and I managed to block her and the ball had broken and Jane Adams, as she was always there to back me up, came in, dipped the ball and as cool as she like, put the ball in the back of the net and I knew from there that this was going to be our day. Um, also in the second half, Kerry O'Neill caught every single puck out and it really helped to push us on to become the first team in Ulster to win the All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie Championship. It was the most unreal feeling when the final whistle went. You know, it was a tough game, don't get me wrong, Drummond Inch were very, very good. Referee let the game go. There was plenty of um, scores. There was balls we should have got, but didn't get. But the determination and the team play and the support and the support of our supporters and our families from our underage hurlers, footballers and camogie players right through to the oldest members in our club. The support was unreal. And I wouldn't want to win it anywhere else because the atmosphere was unbelievable. And the final whistle blew and it was just like, oh my God, is this real? This has actually happened. It was unbelievable. If I had to describe it in one word, a dream.
within no time at all, the final whistle blew and the cheers were for us. And I just remember thinking, standing cornerback, I needed to get the Jane Adams. She's my sister. She worked her absolute life off to win in All-Ireland and she's actually got it. I didn't even think of myself at that time and I can remember running down the pits as fast as the cook. She was away up the forward line and our sister Laura, um, who also played but had just recently had a baby at the time, was running on. My mummy, who has been at every single match, um, always the first on the pitch with a bottle of water, was screaming and we were all running for Jane. The whole team was running for Jane and I just think it was just relief. It was just happiness that probably, you know, on a pitch I've never felt before and just delight. The final whistle, um, embracing the people who I'd grown up with and the people who I'd grown up looking up to um, was very special. I think of Gráinne Conley, who was my under-14 manager and under-16 manager, and here we were together winning an All-Ireland Senior Club. Also, seeing my parents and my family was very special, but my favourite part of the day was the bus arriving back at Rossa House on the Falls Road and seeing the crowd of people giving us a guard of honour into our clubhouse. It was so emotional. So many people had helped with our success, not just in 2008, as it had started a long time before that. I think of the two Maggies, Margaret Flynn and Margaret Armstrong, who had coached the majority of team when they first started Rossa, right up to the 2016 that got beat by Freshford. And it was every bit as much of their success as it was ours. And a final special mention to Jim Nelson, who was the Rossa manager when we got beat in 2006 against Freshford. Without his years of dedication and guidance, we wouldn't have got over the line in 2008. The bus journey home was one of the best ever. Didn't want it to end because it was such a good crack. We arrived back to the club and um, everybody was on the streets clapping and cheering us. And it was just a fantastic night. And the next day and the next few days to follow and probably for till the new season started, it was unreal. And, you know, we have to thank our families and supporters and our sponsors and everybody who who gave us the opportunity to be the best that we were going to be and to win that trophy and to win the Bell Carroll Cup. And, you know, proudest Camogie Day ever to win it with your friends, your best friends, the girls that you've grew up with, the girls that you've played with since you were seven, eight, nine girls that I've coached you know that was really special as well Um, the girls that you you spent maybe five six days a week training with because you were playing county with them as well as your club and um, to have your parents there nieces and nephews it was it was just unbelievable and it's something that will live with me forever and it's something I won't forget when Russell won the All-Ireland Final in 2008, it was absolutely amazing. It's everything as a team that we had been building on um, all the previous years. And with a bit of luck that year, Russell went on and won the All-Ireland Final. And I was so proud. And I was absolutely delighted for all the girls who played that day. Um, and it was an amazing atmosphere and absolutely amazing for the club. And that will go down the history books at Rossa, the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Champions 2008. But I suppose the one for me, looking back, is um, more about the journey than it is about the medal. Yes, it's very nice to get nostalgic and have something to celebrate. But um, I was from Balance Green and at that stage I thought I had hung my bits up. Um, Gavin Duffy had uh, 
I'd ordered hurls from him from school and he said, if you, Raymond Kennedy says, you must be able to play camogie. So I ended up, um, even though I thought I was retired, getting roped in and actually had fabulous years camogie with um, girls who really became family to me because uh, they were so supportive and so welcoming and so good. And I suppose when you live in a big city and you're um, from the country, as you can hear, that um, it's so important to be part of a club. And O'Donovan Rossa uh, are a fantastic club. And the way that everybody from the hurlers, the footballers, the, the underage, um, the committee members, um, the likes of um, Margaret Flynn, um, the two Maggies who maybe started a lot of the girls off. Um, everybody got behind us and everybody, it just became a real family affair. Whenever I got up to start my speech after the match, I thought about all the people that had always came to the our matches. I thought about when I had worked in my daddy's pubs and stuff in, in West Belfast and a lot of people had said, uh, good luck to you and hope can do it and hope can win in All-Ireland. But not maybe not really believing it. And whenever we did, I just thought, I'm so happy. I'm so proud that um, I'm from the club that I'm from. I remember saying in my speech that this isn't just for Antrim and Ulster. It was for the Falls Road, West Belfast. And that, be, that makes me really proud to be able to say that, that a wee club from West Belfast was able to win the ultimate prize in um, Camogie, and we were the first person, people to ever be able to do it in all of Ulster. And that was a massive, massive relief to me that the girls that have given so much, that so much time and effort, the families uh, give so much time and effort, and our club gives so much time and effort. So I was delighted, just couldn't believe it. Ross's story tells us what can be achieved with the right attitude and the right people. They were in despair, they achieved their dreams. That's our show for this week. I thank you for joining us. I've been Ronan Scott. If you want more bridge stories, I encourage you to subscribe to Gaelic Life at gaeliclife.com. <laughs>